Welcome to Magical Empath. This is a podcast about me, Danny Gilmore, on a journey to spiritual awakening. I'm learning how to use my superpowers as an empath and highly sensitive person to deepen my magical connection with spirit. I'm a holistic life coach, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a medical cannabis proud stoner. Yes, queen. Join me now on this journey. Let's get started by taking a few deep breaths together. Welcome to episode number five. I can't believe I made it past the one month mark. I'm so excited. As always, I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in each week, or if this is your first week, or if you randomly pick this episode, I'm so happy you're here. Let's go ahead and dive right into our Magical Empath card reading. And as always, I use Dr. Judith Orloff's deck. It's called The Empowered Empath. And these cards are for empaths, but I really do think that they can apply to anybody's life. And I had someone tell me that, and he's a part of my tribe, and it really resonated with me. Because this isn't just about educating people about empaths, it's also relating this to your own life and seeing if any of this can help you be a better version of yourself. Because I like I tell all my clients, I just want everyone to be the goat version of themselves. And that's the greatest of all time. Because when I think of that, I think of Simone Biles. And I think of the Simone Biles, not that won the gold medals, but the Simone Biles that said, my mental health matters more than gold medals for the entire world. So I'm going to put the entire world's expectations to the side and do what makes me best. And I think if we can all get to that point, life would be so amazing and beautiful for all of us. But okay, I'm going to dive right in. The first card, release other people's emotions. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that I got this card, but let me go ahead and read the little description below. Ask yourself, is this emotion mine? Exhale uncomfortable feelings that are not yours so they don't linger in your body. Inhale light and space. The reason why I laughed is because it's been over the last week that I've really been kind of harboring and thinking about like being an empath is really hard. And as much as it is a gift and it is my superpower, it's just like anything else in life. You don't just get on the bike and start riding it. Simone Biles didn't just like show up at the gymnastics gym and just like could land all of her flips and all the things she does. Like she had to work at it. And so learning how to use my gift as an empath, as a superpower has been really challenging because of this card exactly. I really don't know at times, am I carrying someone else's emotions or is this mine? And I think the beautiful part about the journey is that now I at least know, like it could be someone else's, whereas like the first 
31 years of my life, I didn't know it could be anybody else's. I just felt like all of these emotions are mine. But yesterday, I literally had a session with a client and I did my pre-meditation like I always do. And I energetically, spiritually connected with them. And I felt so much anxiety. And I found myself really struggling to do the meditation. And I could have beat myself up. But instead, I said, this client must be going through something. And to get on the call with a client and then for them to say, like, they've been anxious, they've been overwhelmed, they've been stressed out was like, huh, okay. I know, I know. And it's a very delicate path because one, I could have thought that anxiety was mine. And two, I can't. No one wants to know that you know something before them about themselves. So you don't want to show up to a session and I'm like, oh, so you're anxious. What's Tell me what's been going on. So it's like, it's a very delicate line. And I would never want to do that either. Because to me, again, having the empath abilities, it's, It is like a superpower to me because it is almost a bit violating to the other person at times. There's someone else in my life where we were having a conversation and they showed no emotion, but I immediately picked up and I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. They don't agree with it. And then it turns out it didn't, it wasn't for me. It didn't work out. And I went back to that person and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I talked to you about this because like, like you thought it wasn't the right for me. And I saw the startlement in their face, like, wait, I didn't say anything. And then I had to realize I'm an empath. I felt what they were thinking. I felt what they they felt when I said it. And so they showed no emotion, but I knew because I felt it, which is beautiful. But also, like I said, that person was like, whoa, why do you know this about me? I didn't say anything. And then, like I said before, there's that battle of like, is this my emotion or is this your emotion? I think as I get closer to my truly, truly center of like my being and becoming the best version of myself, it's getting easier to decipher. But I have to say this last month has been tough. And it's interesting, I met someone probably about a month ago. And I don't know how it came up, but it came up and I was like, oh, I'm an empath. And they looked at me and they're like, wow, that's really hard. Like so special, but really hard. And it felt so validating. It felt like, yeah, thank you for recognizing that. Because I feel like everywhere I go, I'm constantly having to explain what an empath is and people are looking at me like I'm crazy and they're not really sure. And I'm going to stay confident in it because the more people that know, the better. But to finally have someone not, I didn't have to explain what it was and they knew already that I was going through a lot. It just felt like it took a weight off. I'm also, I can find myself getting really frustrated or annoyed with people at times. 
because like I'm trying to avoid people. So I will try to like plan leaving my apartment when no one's going to be in the hallway. And then if someone's in the hallway, I'm like annoyed at that person. Like they purposely knew like, oh, I'm going to be in the hallway to piss Danny off. Like, no, they didn't know that. But I realize now as an empath, that's just me trying to avoid absorbing anybody else's energy. And so rather than being mad at myself, I just have to know that that's me trying to protect myself. But if you're not an empath or you don't feel like you take, you, you, you sound like you're an empath, like you probably still have taken on somebody else's emotions. Let's be real. Because to me, an opinion can be an emotion. Ooh, I really don't like that. Now I hear that every time I put this outfit on, ooh, I really don't like that. So that emotion is negativity. Now I've lost a little confidence. So I'm not going to wear that again, or I'm not going to do that again. And so I think we've all been in that position where we've taken on somebody's emotions. And so to all of us, just let it go. Check in with yourself often. I do. Is this mine or is this someone else's? Is this mine or is this someone else's? But I also will have to say, you do have to get quiet and meditate and go within, which isn't always easy. It took me a long time to get to this point. So if you're not quite here yet, know that you'll get here when you're, the time is right for you. And I'm 31 years old and I've been on this journey since I was 25. So <laughs> everybody's growth journey is different. It goes in different directions, different peaks, different valleys different lengths, different speeds, different curves, different tests. All right, now I'm gonna move on to our bonus cards. We got three bonus cards today. The first one is let yourself receive support. It's often easier for empaths to give than to receive. Allow, allow others to support you. Experience the pleasure of their caring energy. Again, I think this is a card that can relate to a lot of people, but yes, I definitely relate to this. And I didn't really know this was the empath side of me, so that's why I also think there's other people out there in the world that like can relate to this as it like you put everybody else first and then you're scared to ask people for help. Because for some reason you don't feel like you're worthy of that help is basically what you're telling yourself. You're saying to the other person, you're worthy of my help, but I'm not worthy of your help. Or wait, did I say that right? See, this is when becoming a stoner is a problem. So I'm not, I'm saying to myself, I'm not worthy enough for my friend to help me, but I'm saying my friend's worthy enough for my help. So it's putting us at these two different worthy levels when we're all worthy. We are all worthy to receive support. There's no one on this planet that is not worthy of receiving support from another human being. But it takes a lot of courage to ask for that support for some people. And for some people, I think it comes really natural. And so I think where me, sometimes it gets me in trouble is that I give and give and give 
And then I feel kind of resentful because it's like, well, why aren't you giving me anything back? But now I do things out of the kindness of my heart because that's how you should do things for people. And I should accept that same support from other people. But I also think we need to start talking about more subjects as a society and a culture. Because a lot of the things I needed support with, my eating disorder, my anxiety, my panic attacks, my social anxiety, people aren't talking about. No one's talking about it on a daily basis. We're all just kind of managing through it on our own different ways if we are experiencing it. So again, it goes back to my why I wanted to start this podcast and be so vulnerable with you all because I don't want anyone to feel the way I felt so many times. Every time I got diagnosed with something else or every time I had to cut something out of my diet or do something that's just not what quote unquote society says is normal, it just felt so isolating. It took me back to those days when my father would tell me, what is, ask me, what is your major malfunction? I just like chalked, I just like added it to the tally. Oh, well, that's another thing to add to the tally of what's wrong with you. What's your malfunction? But when you can realize we're all beautifully and perfectly perfect, you realize we're all worthy and we all can get support. So I'm going to try to let myself receive support from people more often that are in my tribe and that I know will not be inauthentic with me. I'm going to start there. Okay, the next card is honor your inner child. Focus on your inner child's needs. Is your inner child afraid or in need of more playtime? Cherish this precious being within you. I think this is another beautiful card. Like, yes, especially for empaths, because there's so much absorbing, I think, that happens as a child. in such a beautiful way when you're an empath, but also like my niece is eight in an empath. And she said to me, Auntie Danny, I just don't want to be an empath anymore. Being an empath is hard. And I get it. Yeah. I told her, yes, it is. But I think there's something beautiful about that, like effortless child running having fun and not knowing yet that it's hard to be an empath. But again, I think this card applies to everyone out there because I feel like in our society, we're so serious and we're, we're especially in America, we're very work driven. I mean, we only have two days off Saturday and Sunday, and then you got to be an adult. And you got to like run errands and pay bills and do things. And then you add families and partners and all of that. And it's, 
it can be hard to, to carve time out for yourself, let alone honor your inner child. I did a lot of inner child work when I did emotional freedom training, so EFT with the tapping. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically you tap on different parts of your body. You can Google the areas where you tap. And it's basically like sending, like, just like sending a signal to you, like letting go of of whatever is inside of you that's wired that way or just like releasing it. That's my interpretation of it. Don't like quote me on that. Like if you are someone who like, like a practitioner of EFT, I'm sorry. Like I know there's probably a much better way to describe that, but that's like, I'm giving you the like non, this is a Danny definition. And little Danny was sassy and fun and she was confident. She did not care. It's interesting. She actually came up with this. I don't remember exactly how it happened now, but she got her hands on a hold of this wand. And basically the wand allowed her to poof away anything she didn't want. And so if negative memories were coming in, she could poof that away. If someone was coming into her memory that she didn't like, she could poof that away. Like It was just like you could poof away whatever you don't want. And she was so confident. And it's interesting because after my first session where I met little Danny, I call her, or baby Danny, but she's really little Danny because she's kind of sassy. I called my mom and I was like, mom, I met this like version of me and I was in this like blue jean dress and I had this white bow in my hair and she was sassy. And I kid you not, my mom brought the picture over like within a couple days of me in that exact outfit like she, my mom had the photo of it so whoa for those of you who like the woo woo stuff whoa right okay yeah mind blown i don't know how i'm gonna honor my inner child this week but i'll definitely set the intention to honor it more actually i take that back i probably do know a girl loves a good puzzle she loves, I do love an adult coloring book. I think maybe it just means just like have fun and be free. And I think I can do that. I think at first I was putting a little too much like honor my inner child. I don't know if anyone else felt like that. I was like, whoa, how do I do that? Like, it feels very like ancestral. Like I have my ancestor altar and I feel like that's a very like prized, beautiful thing. So like honor your inner child. How do I fit that into my schedule every week? But when you break it down, it's really just like live free spirited. When you think about the kids, just like running at the park, playing tag, like they're not thinking about the future. They're not thinking about the past. They're not worried about their to-do list because they don't have one. But like, even if their mom told them they have something to do or if they have homework at home, they're at the park running and playing. And let's just be more like that. Let's embrace that more. For sure. I can do that. Okay, last but not least, of course. Meditate on the air. Meditate on the spaciousness of air. When you are stuck, picture yourself in an open, airy space with room to move and breathe. Let yourself feel free and empowered. I think 
again, that's a beautiful card that applies to all of us. I think for empaths, meditation is crucial because it's really, to me, the only way where you can truly start to ground yourself and where you can start to differentiate whose emotions are whose. Now, do I think my eight-year-old niece needs to, like, be meditating? I mean, maybe it would help her, but, like, it has to come about at the right time. Maybe when she's in high school, she'll realize, like, oh, I need it. It kind of feels like, as an empath, you get to this point of, like, total desperation. Because I feel like, although, like I said, I've been on this growth journey since I was 25, like, the one thing people have been telling me since I was 25 was, like, oh, you need to meditate. You need to meditate. But, like, again, going back to, like, what society doesn't tell you, it's really hard to meditate when you have anxiety and you have racing thoughts and you can't. When you sit down to quiet your mind, it decides to start running the hardest race of its life. But when no one understands, like no one ever explains to you, which we're getting better at now, I think, if if you have like the Calm app or, or Headspace or you take a meditation course, we're getting better at explaining to people that that is what's supposed to happen. You are supposed to do that and start small. And every little bit counts. I tell this to my clients all the time. It's like going to the gym. You've got to do the curl. Every time you bring your brain back to being like, oh, I need to come back. That's a curl. You picked up the weight and you curled it. You don't then leave the gym after those set of curls, whether it was five or 50, and like have ripped biceps like no you go back every day and you lift those weights and then you pick up heavier weights or then you do more reps and you get stronger and stronger and stronger and that's what meditation is that like the brain is a muscle like that is what you're trying to do with meditation just remind it oh come back and then give yourself grace because however long you've been doing something That's like, I'm not, that's not how long it's going to take you to rewire yourself. But if you're 60 years old and you've lacked confidence since you were 12, like it's not going to change overnight. Like don't beat yourself up, like celebrate the small steps in the journey. And I tell that to myself too. Let's be honest. Because it feels like at times I've been doing so much work and so much growth. When is it going to be enough? I'm kind of like, come on, where's the finish line? But then I realized recently that was my ego. That that isn't truly what Danny wants. And I came to this realization again through meditation. And... I will tell you, I probably have never had a consistent meditation practice, maybe until this last year or so. And when I say consistent, I mean, that's not even saying like I've done it like, oh, I do it every day, four days a week for every week. Like, no, my consistent practice has been like, sometimes I miss it for a week and then I do it for a week and then I miss it for two weeks and then I do it for three weeks. Like, because... 
it is hard. I will tell you, it is like really hard, even when you've kind of gotten good at met, like quote unquote, good at meditation. Or for me, I started with guided meditation when I really started to trying to take meditation seriously. I was like, okay, I have to start with guided. I can't just have silence. And so once I got quote unquote, good at guided meditation, I felt comfortable doing it. I still had days where it was like, oh, wow, if I go do this guided meditation, I'm about to sit in some emotions that I don't want to sit in. And we have this false, like, ideal in society that, like, you don't have to sit in the bad emotions. You only, like, experience good ones, and those are the ones you sit in. You have to sit in all emotions, I realized recently. And... Also, I realized all of my emotions are valid. And if I don't validate my emotions, no one else is. That was really freeing in terms of my eating disorder, I will say. I realized like that was really a key part of my eating disorder was not knowing what my emotions were versus were someone else, which led to me then suppressing all emotions, which then led to me not validating my emotions, which I also did grow up in a black government, like government police run household where interesting enough, interestingly enough, listening to Will Smith's book, Will, listening just to like the first chapter even, and he says he grew up in a household like many other black holes, black households that was run by fear. It was another one of those like, whoa, mind blown. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just me that was living in this fearful household. Because my sister being nine years older than me, her childhood was very different than mine because my father hadn't gone through like government training and gone to Quantico and done all that. That's when all of that kind of more government stuff came up and he started with the what's your major malfunction and all of that stuff. But I don't want to speak for my sister, but I can't imagine she was able to express her emotions in our household. Because it was very, it's very hierarchical in black families. Top down and you don't talk up. And so it makes you squash your emotions. You're not allowed to have feelings. You, you feel whatever the commander tells you to feel, essentially. And I, I don't mean it to be so harsh and cold, but I'm really trying to get people to understand, like, there's so much fear instilled in the Black community that, like, I didn't even realize how much fear I was holding on to because of my child, like, how I was raised. And I was raised 
in middle class or upper middle class. So I just can't imagine the amount of fear that other black people walk around with who haven't been as fortunate. It has to just be, I mean, for me, the fear, it was just kind of, it, it, it's been leading my life. It's been like consuming my life. It's consumed every area of my life. I live a fear-based life before. Now I don't, I'm not going to claim that now. I think being so sensitive, I, I really latched on to like the fear. That's again, being an empath and a highly sensitive person. But again, I don't think that compares to what others have gone through that didn't have as much as me and weren't as fortunate. And so I can only imagine what it's like to carry that weight. Because it, it, I assume it's heavier than mine. And I want to be clear, I'm never someone who ever says, compares trauma. We can't compare trauma. Your trauma is your trauma, but I can recognize my privileges. So I think that's really important too, for people to understand with people of color, like that phrase right there. To me, in my opinion, again, I'm not saying like everyone, every person of color, every black woman feels this way. I'm just saying to me, that's kind of like the key, big key message there is that we can't compare each other's trauma, but we can recognize the privilege we both had or didn't have. And so to bring it all back, meditate people. I know it's so hard. I know some of you are rolling your eyes. Like, I don't have time for that. I can't make it work. I actually now, even if it is I sit down and I meditate for 10 minutes and my heart races the entire 10 minutes. I still get excited to come meditate every day because I know when I'm sitting there and letting my heart race, I've now gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm okay. I can sit here and let this anxiety, let my heart race and I will be okay because I've, I've, I've done it before. I will be okay if this anger sits here and, and just like kind of boils up inside of me. Because just like every other meditation, when the timer goes off, I'm going to keep get up and I'm going to keep going. And I hope you all can get to that point. But again, do it in your own way. Do what feels good with you. Don't give up on yourself. Don't think there's one way to do it or the right way. Because I'm pretty sure I probably didn't do it like quote unquote the right way, but I enjoy meditation now. I finally got to the place where I can sit and enjoy silent meditation. I actually don't like guided meditation now because I feel like I can't hear my intuition come through. But guided meditation for going to bed is one of my favorite things because then it controls, again, it's controlling that thought. It's not letting the, the nighttime racing thoughts from the day kind of all kind of like settle in, forcing me to focus on the sound of the voice. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. I'm, again, so thankful to have all of you here. You can follow me on Instagram at Strong Side Life Coaching. I am a holistic life coach. I offer free 60-minute sessions to any woman or person of color that is ready to show up for themselves. You can now 
donate to the podcast and those funds will go directly to my scholarship fund. So if future clients need assistance with paying for um, coaching sessions, I trying to build a fund up for people to be able to tap into that. I am sending you off with so many good vibes. If you enjoy the podcast, rate and follow it, subscribe, leave comments, reach out to me on social media, Facebook or Instagram. And I hope you have an amazing week. Stay healthy, stay glowing, love yourself always and forever, and be the best version of you that you can be in each moment.